This is Mary Beth Ellis for Red Leg Nation. Joey Votto plays chess, as well he should. This is a game of visualization, patience, and evaluation, all requirements for a good first baseman and, indeed, an elite batter. But the Reds were blessed far more than they could have imagined with Votto, packed down, shaken together, and spilling over. No doubt they wanted a clubhouse leader, and they got one. One who stays out of jail, waves to the folks at Reds Fest, and keeps his trap shut regarding the steady downward spiral of this team. So it should surprise no one that he stepped into spring training having adroitly read the room. Rather than resenting the exasperation for the home nine, he endeavored to win fans and influence Twitter comments. He said, It's a failure of ours to leave such a supportive fan base dissatisfied. The cynicism, in my opinion, is completely justified. I don't mean to suggest here that Vado is a politician or that he doesn't mean what he says. He has every reason in the world to back up a dump truck of complaints upon his bosses. But that's not what leaders do. And it is a pity that the first thing many fans will think of after his retirement is, that man got robbed. Indeed, the Twitter replies to Vado's comments took to task not his fading batting average, but the constant construction zone in which he managed to build a career. The man came of age dodging the orange cones of a never-ending rebuild. Most apologized to him for feeling that he had to apologize. This is what happens when you stick a Canadian in the Midwest for 15 years, and assured him that they understood the complexity of the situation. Some even encouraged him to go elsewhere once his contract is done. A good team, a moneyball team, one that has social media ads ready to go for the playoffs. One was almost painfully blunt. They had a real window, he said. And now it's gone. Vado will reiterate that he's just grateful to have had a life as a Major League Baseball player. But the sudden fits and start of management and ownership have left him just about the only guiding star left in the organization. And someday soon his teammates will have to orient themselves to another true north. With little hope for, the fan base has tried turning away from the gate, renting billboards, and complaining in general. We have no other option. The actual team is offered many more options for action, and Jonathan India has chosen open combat. He will fight. He texted position players to nudge them into showing up early for spring training at a time when Christmas decorations were still dangling from the roofs of Cincinnati. Some stayed home, but most of them came. India told the Inquirer, everyone should have the same mindset of competing every day, no matter the outcome. He then pronounced this year's team scary, hopefully in a good way. With the injured Vada relegated to piecing together film noir-inspired videos about losing chess matches, this is a fine testing ground for a 26-year-old. Some might say he simply hasn't been ground down by the heavy exhaustion of feeling each team in the division sitting above him yet. But even if that's the case, the man at least doesn't seem to want to insult us. Which, if that's our baseline, says a great deal about the absolute 14er India must scale if he wants to turn this team around. In the meantime, we wait. We have no other move. This is Mary Beth Ellis for Red Leg Nation. Thanks for joining me, and I want to know what you think. Pop up in the comments at redlegnation.com.